Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Um, we just wanted to put a little reminder before this episode released that we are doing just one new big reputation a month in 2024. But in order to make sure that you continue to get some big reputations content every two weeks, we decided to do what we're going to call a little reputations rewind. That is, we're going to be sharing one of our previously exclusive to Patreon episodes of Little Reputations with you all here on the main feed. This episode is in some way, at least in our minds, connected to the Big Reputation episode that came out two weeks ago. The episodes are generally uh, quite a bit shorter. They're usually between 20 minutes and a half an hour, and they cover women who might not necessarily have a big reputation, but who we think are just pretty cool to learn about. And if you enjoy them, you can always join our Patreon as a math scientist for just $5 a month to get our entire back catalog, as well as all of our newest Little Rep episodes. This month, we're sharing our episode on Hedy Lamar, which was originally released on Patreon on August 2nd, 2023. Enjoy! Welcome back, our little math scientist. Hi, math scientist. How are you? How's life? <laughs> Good. I'm glad to hear that. Pause while waiting for a response. I feel like we're in a Dora, Dora the Explorer Explore episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is episode two recording of our long recording day. Welcome. You'll see us devolve by the time we get to four. Oh my God. Now, listen, you'll see us evolve and we'll be so much better. Oh, is that what's going to happen? Okay. Yeah. I All mean, right. I have faith in us. You clearly don't. So. <laughs> Whatever. You know, it's how I roll. Anyway, <clears throat> what's up? It's been so long. I'm just kidding. Has it? I don't know. It's been like 20 minutes. We had lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it was very good lunch. Um, there was a thing that I was thinking about and I was like, oh, I'll save it for the little wrap and then I forgot, but now I just remembered. So, I'm going to ask you a question. I know the answer is going to be no, but... Did you see? <laughs> yes. Have you seen or have you been watching... Um, oh, my God. What the hell is the name of that show? It's Sex in the City, but it's not Sex in the City. No. What is the new name of it? And, and just then, like that. Yeah. And just like that. I was that. like, and then there were none? <laughs> and then, honestly, if you mean fans, yes, because it's it's not going well. I mean, it's, it's watchable. The first season was absolutely cringe. The second season is watchable. But... There's an episode where Carrie is recording her audiobook and the engineer guy is like, Carrie, you just need to watch your peas. You're popping your peas. And I'm like, put a fucking filter on her mic. What are you doing? And then he's like, you know what? I, I got something for that. And he comes in and he puts a filter on her mic. And I was like, what the fuck? I was so Like, mad. you're an audio engineer. You should have known that shit yeah. before you got started. And I was like, don't be telling her about her peas. You should have been had that filter on that mic. Like, are you crazy? And then I was like, why is this in the show? It went nowhere. The only thing was that the Maybe guy it's... smelled bad and they got to smell him. Oh, that was it. That's weird. Yeah. I was thinking maybe maybe it was like a lesson for all those indie podcasters out there who don't put pop filters on. <laughs> like, I, mm. hey guys, ever heard of this? <laughs> it's weird. Like, there's a lot of little lines that kind of go nowhere on that show. Like there's another one. It was in the same episode. Um, at Charlotte's Kids School, some student has created a MILF list. And her and her friend are number two and three on the list. And number one is this woman who's a stepmom. And um, Charlotte goes, well, shouldn't the stepmoms really have their own list? And I'm like, ew, Charlotte, what the fuck is that statement? But it goes nowhere. 
it goes nowhere. There's no more conversation. She just says something weird, and then we all move on. I don't get it. I've moved on. Yeah, I don't. Mm, <laughs> You're like weird. rage watching at this point, or kind of because there's oh, there's so many things that are just like you never even watched the original show, right? I watched um, first few seasons of mm-hmm. it anyway. I, I I'm familiar with it enough. Miranda's character is just like such a different person, and it really feels like she's kind of a Carrie. When she used to be Miranda, and now she's Carrie, and Carrie is someone completely different. And I just, I don't like it. I don't see it for her. I don't know why Cynthia Nixon is putting up with this shit. Like, they're writing just such horrible... Didn't she run for governor? Yeah, she did. I met her. I met her twice, actually. She did run for governor. I feel like she'd be better at governor than having to deal with that shit. (laughs) You know what? This is what should be happening. We The people should have elected. I don't, I don't know who she... Who do we elect instead? I don't remember her. I think maybe Bloomberg. I think she was in no, that no, round. No, she was. Cuomo got reelected. Oh, yeah. It was way long ago then. No, I mean, not way, way, but like. I'm trying to think of 20... like the mayors in my head. And like, no, it wasn't I guess mayor. My... It was governor. Didn't she run for governor? governor? I thought it was mayor. She ran maybe. For mayor. I fought against Eric Adams and she didn't make it out of the primary. Recently? Uh, in I this don't... last one? No. Not in this last one. Are you Cynthia looking at Nixon uh, NY election? As I've only started to really pay attention to politics in the last was 10 years. I thought she ran for governor. I don't know why I thought it was as far back as Bloomberg. Yeah, governor of New York. Oh. Incumbent Andrew Cuomo defeated Cynthia Nixon in the Democratic primary for governor of New York on September 13th, 2018. Oh. Wow. Yeah, well, we all know what happened to Andrew Cuomo. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, if she were governor, she would be doing more things than this show. (laughs) This is what we're stuck. This is our own fault. Everybody who voted for Cuomo. I don't remember voting. And I wonder if I, like, wasn't... I could vote. Clearly, I could vote at the time, but I don't remember. I don't think I was like... The thing is, it was 2018, and a lot of people, especially if they're just getting into voting and stuff, are really only voting in the presidential year elections. And as we all know now, Mm -hmm. and, you know, many people have known that, like, you the little elections are the ones that matter more yeah they are and i think i've only gotten really into that in like maybe the last like i guess not 10 years i was so excited (laughs) when i saw that you voted early in that in our last primary i always vote early and then well no because like we haven't seen much at all over here for it but then Mm -hmm. i realized we didn't have a lot to vote like i think it was only the judges or something i had judges and i had um city council yeah we didn't have city council so that's why our ballot was like one thing to vote for or something and the the woman who was running she um she had an opposer this year and i was like "Mm, not on my watch we're gonna keep her in office because she's great um so i did that and then like the guy who she was running against got i got one of those like text message blasts like two days after i voted and i was like bro I haven't heard from your campaign this whole time. And like early voting started three days ago. So I like said all that. I was like, early voting has already started. I've already voted and I did not vote for your candidate. It would have been maybe nice to hear this earlier. And the person was like, oh, my bad. It was a very funny, like my I was, bad. <laughs> I was clearly talking to like a person. And then like a week later, but on like election, election day, 
I got another blast. So I just like screenshotted it and like sent it to them again. And then they were like, oh, sorry. And I was like, yeah, you've already texted me. You've texted me late. You know, there was one time when, um, what is her name? Shahana Hanif. Shahana Hanif. Yeah. So Shahana Hanif is our city council person. Mm -hmm. And I actually, that was a year we had a bunch of people running um, for in the primary for Mm -hmm. that role and she was my favorite and they, actually her people called me for some reason i decided to pick up the phone this time and and i was just chatting with them I'm like yeah i like the, you know they're like oh well what are your things that you're concerned about you know education and this and that and i'm like higher ed i'm concerned with higher ed. <laughs> let's talk about this but i actually yeah i talked to her people uh and I really got a good vibe from her. And That's I feel hard. like she's been doing things mm-hmm. in the community. But vote for your council members. Yes. Vote for your local elections. Especially if you're in small towns, like school boards mm-hmm. can make all the difference in yeah. terms of the curriculum your kids are getting. So you should be asking yourself, do I know who my council person is? And yeah. if you don't, you should Google it and figure out when your next election is. I mean, it probably already happened, but you can be prepared for next time. Yeah, well, there'll be the regular election in November mm-hmm. and it's not a standard year right it's not a it's not even a congressional election year right because like congress that, people go every day or anything no but like i'm talking like countrywide it's not a presidential oh, year yeah. and it's not um congress or senators like they're not unless they're special elections because those happen in even years i believe um so it's but this talk it's little little election <laughs> do them I'm like, I believe you, but I usually get like a voter's guide in the mail. And right? that's when I go, oh, hey, I need to do something. Yeah. What do we need to do today is talk about our little rep. Okay, let's do it. Our little rep was born as Hedwig Eva Kelser. Sure. She's known to you, maybe not to you, but she's known to the world as Hedy Lamar. She was born November 9th, 1914 in Vienna, Austria. I kind of dig the name Hedwig. Like I didn't know that that was a... Like a human name? No, no, no. <laughs> I just like thought a, it was the owl from Harry Potter. No, but I've always, I've always heard it uh, as a man's name. Oh, well, Hedwig was a female owl in Harry Potter, so that's all I know. Uh, how do you know that? Oh, I guess they said she. They said she. Point. That's I like, all. I know there was a female owl. I mean, maybe, maybe <laughs> I don't know her her sex organs, but her pronouns were she her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Lamar. Lamar grew up a wealthy only child. Must be nice. <laughs> A lot easier to be wealthy when you're an only child. Not saying that every only child is wealthy. Excuse me. Not saying that every only child is wealthy, (laughs) but saying that the more children you have. (laughs) Yeah, there was less, there's less money to, there's more money to spread around because there was less people to spread it to. So it's fair. Lamar's father was a bank director. Aha. Maybe he was skimming off the top. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Her father was a bank director and he was all about learning, education, right? And he encouraged her to look at things, take them apart and see how they work. Her mom, on the other hand, was a concert pianist. She instructed her daughter in the world of the arts and encouraged her to take ballet and piano lessons. You know what we say? Why not both? Why not both? Ballet and piano lessons or why not both? Science and art. Yeah. Why not both? Of those things I just said. <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> this is getting out of control. 
Lamar was discovered by director Max Reinhardt at the age of 16. She studied acting with him in Berlin and received her first small role in 1930. It was for a German film called Geld auf der Straße, which translates to money on the street. And that's my like attempted a German accent. I haven't taken German since I was 16 years old. So why did you take German? Um, because I liked, the the German teacher at my school was really good teacher and I'd had him for a Spanish class mm-hmm. and I really liked the way he taught and he didn't teach the next level of Spanish and I was like, well, I'm going to take another class with you. Um, so I signed up for German, but then in the middle of the year when I had him for Spanish, he had a heart attack and died. And, oh my God, um, the story just got so bad. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> it took a turn you weren't expecting. But uh, so yeah, then I ended up taking German. I'm like, well, I'm already in it. I might as well. I did two years of German and I did three years of Spanish when I was in high school. And I did two years of or three years, whatever the minimum science was I had to do. Like I didn't take science my senior year, but mm-hmm. my senior year I took Spanish and German. So. Ugh, yeah. That sounds terrible. Ugh, that's a German sound. I guess. <laughs> but it would be funny if you did. You spoke Spanish with a German accent. That would be that, that would be, be an accomplishment. Yes. I I can count to like, I don't know, ein, zwei, drei, vier, fünf. No, du I don't hast, think that's right. Du hast me. That's my German. <laughs> and Scheisskopf. Oh, and whatever. There was like a Lady Gaga song where she had a lot of German in it. Yeah. I don't remember. I, I don't mean, remember what the words were, yeah. but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Anyway. So, um, a 1932 German film called, it's, how to say this? It's, it's, it's ecstasy, but how do you say it in Estasa? German? Estasa? Estasa. Estasi. I don't know. Estasi. I'm leaving this all in. <laughs> German for ecstasy. Uh, brought her to the attention of Hollywood producers, and she soon signed a contract with MGM. The film became a topic of conversation as it was praised, but also scandalized. See, the film had some pretty graphic depictions of sex, nudity, and female orgasms. This was all before. Well, it was, first of all, it was in Germany, but second yes. of all, it was like pre Hayes Code. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, what is going on here? So again, it was 1932, and the film was much too much for some audiences. The film was banned in the US and actually banned in Germany. Okay. Yeah. So I guess they were a little. Well, in 1932. Yeah, they were probably like, what is this? It's They're 1932. Like, we're about to have a war. It's fine. <laughs> this should be the least of their problems then. Yeah, female but- orgasms. Maybe if there were more female orgasms, there would have been less war. <laughs> when Lamar signed with MGM, she was encouraged to pick a new name to distance herself from that film. So she chose her new last name as an homage to the beautiful silent film star Barbara Lamar. While not acting, Lamar studied science and tinkered with mechanics in her free time. Like you do. Yeah, right? I mean, for her, yeah. Like, she grew up doing it. That's so... I would never think to be like, there's that toaster. I'm just going to take it apart and I'll put it back together. Like, that's... I feel like like your husband does stuff like that. Yeah. He's always just, like, tinkering with something. And I'm like, you're going to break it, but you can fix it. I would never... I would just read a book, honestly. So, she's studying science. She's taking stuff apart. She put it together. Um... But the war comes. World War II comes. And she starts to learn about radio-controlled torpedoes that the Navy was using and how they could be compromised. And she's like, holy shit. 
that's not good. So she came up with the idea of a frequency hopping signal and how it might prevent the torpedo's radio radio guidance from being tracked or jammed. Together with a friend, she devised a way to stop all of this. So Hetty worked with a professor of radio electric engineering at Caltech. And on August 11th, 1942, the patent was granted for a frequency hopping device that would allow the Navy to switch frequencies when compromised. This technology would be the blueprint for many inventions in the future. That's just so awesome. I just think that people don't think about that. They're like, oh, Hedy Lamar, actress. Yeah. Right? End of story. Like, And it's like, no, also scientist, bad yeah. bitch. And like all the stuff that we, we do and use these days, right? Mm-hmm. Because she's known for this work, but more specifically how that work pioneered the technology behind things that we're still using today, right? With cell phones, Wi-Fi, GPS, Bluetooth, all of these different yeah. communication systems that we have. Hedy Lamar. Yeah, like they might not have been invented at all, or maybe it would have taken much longer time if it weren't for her. So thanks, Hedy. Badass. Lamar was honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1960. But back in 1939, Lamar was selected as the most promising new actress by film critics. And in 1997, we're just doing some time jumps around here because it's fun. Uh, Lamar and George Antiel were jointly honored with the Electronic Frontier Foundation's Pioneer Award. Lamar was the was also the first woman to receive the Invention Convention's Bowlby Gnass Spirit of Achievement Award. Gnass? Yeah. Is it Nass like Nass because the G is silent? Yeah. Nass Spirit Award. Nope. Bul- I don't know. What's a Bowlby Nass Spirit? <laughs> Bowlby Nass Spirit of Achievement Award. Are you Googling it? Yeah. Who is Bulby Bulby Nass. Okay. I just put in Bulby Nass and it came right up. Wow. Um, what they do. Doesn't say what it stands for. Ugh. Well, it and this one doesn't have it all capitalized. Oh. So, I don't know. I think it's a person. Bulby oh. Nass. That's what, I, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm going to assume that Bulby Nass was a really great inventor. And a woman. We're going to decide it's a woman. We're going to decide it's a woman. (laughs) Worthy of having, you know, spirit. So this achievement award that Lamar got was because of that. So in 2014, Lamar was posthumously inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame. Just pretty awesome. Yeah. Hollywood Walk of Fame, National Inventors Hall of Fame. Why not do both? You can have it all, ladies. So she died in Florida in early 2000 of heart disease. She was 85 and she left behind three children, two of which were sons and one daughter. Some little facts about Lamar. She was married six times. She escaped one of the marriages by disguising herself as one of the maids and escaping to Paris in 1937. Her husband was controlling and, you know, a weapons dealer with the Nazis. So like... She noped right out of that one. Smart. Very smart. While the technology that she helped to develop wasn't used during World War II, it was used by the Navy years later during the Cuban Missile Crisis. At the height of Lamar's career, she was known as the most beautiful woman in the world. Google honored her 101st birthday with a Google Doodle. That's a fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Little facts. Little facts with Bex and Kim. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Is that our song now? We got to like make it. that like for the segment. <laughs> I'm, I'm into it. So let's talk about some little quotes. So um, one of the quotes that she said, which I think is amazing. I must quit marrying men who feel inferior to me, 
somewhere there must be a man who could be my husband and not feel inferior. I need a superior, inferior man. (laughs) That's awesome. Yes. She also said, I know when I'm working, I seldom get into trouble. My educated guess is that boredom has caused most of the problems with Hollywood celebrities. That one sounds kind of unbrand, too. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. (laughs) Um, And also, to be a star is to own the world and all the people in it. After a taste of stardom, everything else is poverty. Which is a little sad, but like also, if that's like what you thrive off of, that energy, like it's not meant to be taken literally. It's Mm -hmm. more of like a a spiritual thing. Yeah, because then you go home and it's like, I guess I'll take this toaster apart. You know? (laughs) So if nobody's making any toast, all the toasters have been taken apart. Yeah. They're going to be real bummed about it. It's like all I wanted was toast. We don't have anything. So for more information on Hedy Lamar, you can check out HedyLamar.com. Um, you can see the film Bombshell, The Hedy Lamar Story, released in 2017, directed by Alexandra Dean. It's available streaming on AMC+, the Roku channel, and Amazon Prime. Also, The Most Beautiful Woman by Day, Inventor by Night, written by the staff over at NPR. This article can be listened to um, or read on their website. I think it's like a five-minute listen if you want. I like when they do those little episodes, and then they also have the transcript there. Yeah, it's really good. I just think Hedy Lamar is awesome and underappreciated in our day. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, for I think sure. she was huge in in her time and probably more for her acting mainstream. Yeah. But like in our world, like she impacts everything we do. Our technology today is hugely dependent on all the cool stuff she did with science. I don't think that people really knew about all the cool things she did with science back then. I think it was like around. Well, she was a woman. She probably had to put a man's name on the science papers. Well, yeah, that patent, she had, like, her friend at Caltech, like, winning on everything with her. So, yeah, you're probably right. They're probably going to be like, hmm. A patent for a woman? Uh, No. Shouldn't she be making toast? (laughs) We'll do a patent for a woman if it's, like, about a dress or a hair thing. A hair thing? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, Hedy Lamar, she's pretty cool, and you can definitely go find out more. Yes. Enjoy your day, little math scientist. Bye. Bye.